This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. And our next guest is a colleague of ours at Emory University, Professor Ryan Hamilton. And he's just written a book called The Intuitive Customer, Mm. Seven Imperatives for Moving Your Customer Experience to the Next Level. And Americus and I are yes. dying to know dying what to know. those seven imperatives are. I got to know those seven things. Like, are they like deadly sins or <laughs> yeah. the exact opposite? Yeah, is that maybe? the parallel? Know. So, Ryan, welcome yeah. to our show. Tell us about those seven imperatives. Thank you. Well, uh, I guess I've succeeded in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's yeah. imperative number one, succeed in marketing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Draw them in. Well, after that, it turns out there's only four imperatives, but it doesn't matter because you've already bought the book now. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's that's a great subtitle. Yeah, I yeah. love oh, imperatives. Yeah, yes. yeah. It was a, it was a long negotiation between um, between my co-author and myself. How that. many, or whether you were, they were imperatives? Oh, <laughs> the, the number was less uh, was less tricky than than what we call them. And, uh, um, yeah, Colin, my co-author, was was uh, insistent that. Uh, People need to take these things seriously. Mm. <laughs> As we are. Americus and I are right here taking them very seriously. Very seriously, absolutely. Even <laughs> if there are only four. Uh, <laughs> They're a powerful four, though. Yes, they feel like <laughs> seven. They're weight, so important. They feel like seven. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Okay, so it's about customers. I'm still trying yeah. to know what I, these uh, are. Yeah, well, he's about- going to, yeah, the book, is, it sounds really exciting. Why don't you... It's uh, about customer experience, right? Yeah. First of all, that's the overall topic, right? Yeah. And a theme for the show today, actually. Yeah. yeah. So Erin, I don't know if you were listening, but Erin Armendinger was on our last segment and she um, used to work for a mall and she, her title was honcho, head honcho head or something honcho. Wow. of customer experience. Yes. And But she was talking about what experience is in a mall. Is that related to your customer experience? Yeah. I, I mean, this, so this has been kind of a hot topic in marketing for a long time. I mean, if we look at uh, long-term trends. This is where I put on my white beard and sound like a wise sage. <laughs> oh, okay. yes. All right, I'm sitting up straighter. I know. I'm <laughs> taking notes now because <laughs> yes. there may be a test later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, one of the, you know, I, I, when I talk to my students, one of the, the topics that we talk about is kind of the differences between uh, products and services mm-hmm. and how that matters. But it, one of the long-term trends in marketing over the last 20, 25 years is to treat more and more things as if they are services, even if they're products. And, oh. and that really focuses on the customer experience part of it. So it, it is, it's an important topic and it's, it's one that's been uh, extensively studied. And so my, my co-author, um, Colin, is a, a charming British man. I, I assume he knows what he's talking about, but honestly... <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. It just sounds great. smart. Yeah, right. yeah, there you no go. question you, about that. Yeah. agree with him? Yeah. Yes. Right. Sounds exactly. too charming. Um, but he's uh, he's been doing customer experience work for decades before mm. it even had a formal title. Mm. And so he and I have worked together on some consulting projects um, through his consulting firm, uh, Beyond Philosophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, a large part of that was specifically around applying some of the uh, research insights that uh, that people like the three of us produce mm-hmm. to uh, to the specific problem of. Customer ins- or of customer experience. So how do you improve people's experiences in a more scientific way? Gotcha. Um, so after we'd worked together for a while on a couple of projects, he said, you know, we should write a book about this. And I said, that sounds like a bad idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on committees, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> write a book. What, what's going on here? I, uh... Well, I mean, it's, it sounded like a lot of work. And as you both know, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> But beyond that, there... And you have a lot of kids, too, don't you? Right. Do. You have five kids. Right, right, At right. At this point, I have, I have more of a probability distribution of children than I actually remember. 
yeah, I, I said, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm up for writing a book, Colin, but I, I think that a lot of this stuff's been covered. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really great books that have been published mm-hmm. in the last several years that kind of try to explain the big ideas of psychology or customer psychology. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he agreed. He says, I, you know, I love those books, but there's that next step mm. of taking those insights and then trying to apply them in a more practical setting. Um. He said, when I go into companies and I talk to people who have, even people who have read the books and they love the ideas and they're so insightful, mm-hmm. and then they turn around and try to... What do to, I do? Exactly. Yes, try that's to, what to I've been dying for. Yeah. So you yes. can tell us? You've yeah. got seven things to tell us to do? Yeah. Is that uh, yeah. what the imperatives are? <laughs> seven big ideas. Big so ideas. When we worked together. Interesting. We kind of came at it from two fronts where, okay. where I came from the research side and mm-hmm. tried to explain these things as best I could. Mm -hmm. And then Colin would come in and, um, you know, kind of add in uh, more stories and examples. Gotcha. And then importantly, the the entire book ends with with a big, uh, what we called the tools chapter when we were writing it. So, you know, practical stuff, frameworks, uh, uh, kind of question sets, mm-hmm. things that people can do to to apply them. So Very cool. I, I'm not going to give you the list of the seven. You're not? Oh, we no. have to I buy the book. The Is that what's going to wow. happen? <laughs> oh, my God, you are a good marketer. Wow. Yeah. He's, He's just teasing us. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you built up it, you know, such interest. 80, 80% of being a good marketer is just being cruel. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You can, you can write that down. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, can you just give us one imperative? I, yeah. Well, I, will, I will give you the, the overview. The overview. Okay. The overview yeah. sounds good. It's things like, um, like uh, accounting for the, uh, the emotional aspects of even things that seem like very mm-hmm. dry and rational decisions. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing that um, people can be in conflict with themselves when mm. they make decisions. Wow. Now you're talking my language. sort of language. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I tried to cover the stuff that I thought was the most uh, foundational, the mm-hmm. most fundamental. Um, we, weren't, we weren't going for kind of the bleeding edge, flash in the pan mm-hmm. type of effects that we all hope will still hold and be true 10 years from now mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. more research. But we kind of went back to the fundamentals. Fundamentals. So mm-hmm. The importance of memory, how our memories formed, mm-hmm. the idea that, that customer loyalty is really retrospective. It's really mm-hmm. about looking back on the memory of an experience. So how do you manage memory? Mm-hmm. Um, well, now that one I know because I did work on that. Oh, so nice. I well, know I, it's peak and end. Between the two of you. <laughs> yeah. is, you know, oh, we've got to Wait a minute. Am I, am I getting a piece of this action here? Am I getting some of these residuals? Wait a second. No, I'm kidding. No, yes. but you'll get, you'll get that warm glow of satisfaction <laughs> in knowing that your ideas have been written. But Ryan, warm glow doesn't pay bills, my friend. Come on, help, help me out here. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, this is super interesting, though, because a lot of the fundamental stuff stuff is is so foundational in terms of what we've been studying for so many years as consumer psychologists. So, you know, to, to sort of shy away from kind of going to, let me just give you a lot of cocktail stories of really interesting effects, right? And interesting things that might be discussed around the water cooler. Uh, this sounds like it's much more, let's step back and let's see if we can not only I, go back to these fundamentals, but to your point, Ryan, also make sure that we have some focus on exactly what the tactical implications of this of these things are in terms of the day-to-day things that marketers can do, right? So it's this marriage of, you know, kind of theory, but also practice that I think is part of what you and your colleague are, are seeing as a definitive differentiation of your book from other books. I do think that's a, a white space in the, in mm-hmm. the book market. Totally. Because to re- if your book really is, here are the seven things to do, and at the end, it, it's toolbox. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen many books you like that. You don't see those, yeah. 
that was the goal. Yeah, that was the goal, and that's what what Colin was able to to convince me to get on mm-hmm. on board with this because mm-hmm. it it was geared more towards this. Um, it's something that I've I've been thinking a lot about. I mean, you you both know we go through phases in our scholarship where we we get excited about ideas, and mm-hmm. and one thing that that's been occupying a lot of my uh, my thoughts over the last two or three years is this application piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like mm-hmm. there's there's a disconnect in terms of getting yes. the information onto the ground in a way that it's it's practical and usable and yes. and that still respects the insights and how complicated people are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I won't pretend that we've completely solved that problem, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that I uh, I'm excited to to work on and I hope that this. I got an important question. This what my kids. Are, how many pages is this book? <laughs> Yeah. How long is it with these? Yeah. And how many curious. pictures? Yeah. Any, I mean, can does, you read it on an airplane? That's I just right. want does to any know of it, how does big any of an investment. Is You're not going to tell us what the of... seven imperatives are, so yeah. I want to know what a big investment it has to be for my time. Wow. I thought I was lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, we'll say it's digestible. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Well, Ryan, we know you got to go to class, so thank you Ooh, so much right. for being on our, on our show tonight. Yeah, right. It was really great. I really appreciate it. And you can find out more about Ryan if you go to guanzetta.emory.edu. And don't forget to check out his new book, The Intuitive Customer, Seven Imperatives for Moving Your Customer Experience to the Next Level. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 